All right. So, similarly, I had five guys on my list who were a very, very clear top five for me. And then I had a sixth who was a pretty clear sixth. Like, I, I was... I didn't think he really needed to be anywhere else. And then uh, 7 through 17, I was just like, again, throw him in a hat and uh, pull him out, and I'll, I'll be happy in any order. Right. Uh, my, my list here goes down to 19 people, actually. So uh, let's start out with uh, you again, Rich. Who do you have in 10th for the men? My 10th place picks are going to be controversial. I have Luke Paulson in 10th place. Wow. That's uh, an interesting, uh, interesting pick. I do not have him on my list at all, but uh, I do like I, it. I had um, I had a bunch of people on the fringe, like you said, um, and it could have gone any other way, but he slightly uh, beat out a few people um, that I'm sh- pretty sure you guys will mention. Yeah, so Luke um, won Mount Mitchell in the second fastest time ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's always gets overlooked. Um, he won U-Rock, beating Tyler Siegel pretty uh, handedly. Um, third at, at Stump Jump, um, which is was solid. He was behind Seth Rowling and Darren Thomas there. And then third at JFK, but in 544. Yep. Uh, so the fastest third-place time ever. You know, you lose to Zach Bitter by a couple minutes and Seth Rowling here in 538. Um, yeah, it was a well-rounded year. You know, he hasn't gotten into 100-milers yet, <clears throat> but... Um, some notable wins and also East Coast. You know, I like to try to spread out the attention there. So this um, is interesting. So, so do you? So let me just ask you this. Do you have Seth Ruling in your top 10? I don't have Seth, even though he beat Luke twice because he didn't have um, like that third race. Okay. He was, he's, he's right on the fringe, and I think he's going to be a hell of a ultra runner moving yeah. forward, too. Um but uh, yeah, he beat. He won stump jump going away, and um, obviously won JFK. But you know, Luke had that UROC 100K and Mount Mitchell too. Right. Um, so that was enough of like you're saying the full resume. Right. Versus uh, the the slightly better performances or that's fine. I, better one might argue. I, I like the argument, and I love the recognition for Mount Mitchell, which is like you mentioned a very historic race and has uh, it's another one that's seen. You know, top runners, not just from the East Coast, but from all over the country, come and take cracks at that and to run. I think he was uh, 438 or something like that there. Uh, just a, a blazing uh, 429. Blazing, 429, yeah. wow. I think, yeah, uh, yeah. I think only Morgan Elliott has run faster. Is that right? Yeah, and he they blew it out of the water last year. So, right. you know, before right. that, he would have uh, clearly had the, the record there. And yeah. and by by a significant margin, I mean four four twenty nine is probably fifteen minutes faster than what is now, I guess, the third fastest time there. I mean that's a that's a dominant performance. So um, no, I'm, I'm psyched that you that you recognized uh, that there. That the problem I, I think with putting him on there, and and I I completely agree with what you said is that his resume is deeper than than Seth's. Um, but it's hard to put somebody on there who lost to the same guy twice head to head if you don't have that guy also on the list. And Seth yeah. didn't have enough of a resume for me to put him on the list, despite those two performances at uh, Stump Jump, which a good regional race and, and certainly got some top competition this year, maybe more so than other years, and a, a great, great performance at JFK, but uh, didn't have the full resume like you mentioned. So it's it's hard for me to... It's the same argument I had with, um, you know, the the difference between uh, Jeff Browning and, and uh, Mark Hammond last year, where... You know, Jeff had a, a pretty deep resume, but every time he raced Mark, he lost to him. 
Uh, so it was hard to, yeah. you know, mm. it was hard to uh, kind of parse the difference between those two. Phil, who'd you have in 10th? Yeah. 10th, uh, I have Hayden Hawks. He was one, one of my last cuts. Right. Broken Arrow, chucking up 50K, six overall at the World Champs, and uh, silver there. So I think he had a kind of a tough year, but it had a couple of good wins in there and like a decent kind of finish. So Yep. Some good races, some good wins. The chucking race, the Broken Arrow race were... were top flight he won a the uh, segu race in china as well um yeah, that's right uh, you know again this is a this is another case of his two biggest races of the year he dnf'd so you know dnf at um utmb dnf at trans Grand canary yeah um so uh, to me y- 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 th- th- that's the biggest stage and and he didn't get right. it done there so for whatever that's worth that, that's what that's what kept him off my list thoughts on hayden uh rich uh i do not have hayden on my list okay Okay. Tenth place, I'm going to go controversial again, not for somebody who you guys are going to have high or somebody that you guys probably won't have on your list, but I had Harvey Lewis in tenth for the men. Um, and yeah. I'm, I'm willing to be talked out of it, but, you know, he, he had a, a, a wide-ranging year. He was, you know, he won the national championship for 24 hours at North Coast uh, in basically what was a training effort for the world championships. But uh, still 130 miles on a very, very hot day yeah, uh, and a, right. a dominant win there. Uh, he was uh, second at dawn to dust to dawn with 156 miles, second to Rich Rypel there, 13th at the uh, World Championships in 160 miles, which is, I mean, to go 160 miles in 24 hours is is an accomplishment. Yeah. You should um, try going 160 yeah, miles. Only seven miles behind Camille. <laughs> yeah, yeah, five exactly. Miles. You know, you know how, how many other finishes he had? A lot. Um, yes, and, and, you know, world records, but what, what, what I'm going to say, what I'm going to say <laughs> is also, you know, and, and I did just bag on you guys for mentioning the team goals, but he is, he, he is one of the main reasons that, uh, they won that team gold actually, right. uh, as, as the U S third runner. I mean, Jake and Olivier both ran fantastic and, and obviously you needed all three, but mm-hmm. it was more or less a wash after Olivier and Jake. Uh, the top two runners there, and and Harvey was kind of the difference in 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 that uh, you know, team gold. I'm kind of guessing that Camille was one of the main reasons they won the team gold. But yeah. Anyway, just no, so I have Camille, I have Camille fifth on the men's list, so we'll okay. get we'll get there. Um, <laughs> third overall. No, I like I like your pick actually. Yeah, third overall, Badwater, bad second male, uh, third at Long Haul, seventh at Rocky Raccoon, a couple 50k wins. Just Pretty a strong, yeah, yeah a, a big, a big solid resume, and, um, and kind of year after year as well. I mean, he's right, you know, he's proving right, like uh, some good consistency. Right, I left off. A, I mean, we'll get to some of my snubs later. I, I didn't feel great leaving some of these guys off, obviously, but uh, I did want to recognize Harvey's year. Phil, who do you have in tenth? You mentioned tenth. Yes. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, who do you have in ninth, ninth Phil? Uh, ninth, Kyle Patari for me. Really? Okay. Tenth at states and winning uh, Run Rabbit. Okay. So not super deep. Not but, deep. I mean, Run Rabbit's pretty tough, um, and you know, tenth at states pretty solid. Okay, I don't hate it, but I don't have him in my top fifteen. Rich ninth, or first of all, do, do you have Kyle in there at all? No, I don't. Have okay. Kyle. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Two good performances. That's pretty much it. You know, if he had, if he was at Desert Solstice, I think that was his first 24-hour attempt. If he had put up a really strong performance there, yeah, then I think he had a really good, right? but no, he, he didn't have a, a yeah, good Yeah, he was out pretty early. Who do you have um, in ninth? Ninth, I have Tyler Green. Okay, he was another, he was like, uh, 14, I have him 14th in my just uh, unofficial rankings here. Yeah, really good year for him. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. one Bandera, 
Um, 14th at Western States, which, you know, yep. this year up in the Scoff Hat. Uh, one Cascade Crest in the third fastest time ever in decent field. Beat a couple names and uh, then second at Havelina. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just well-rounded. Yep. Um, you know, those 300s, Western States and Cascade Crest and Havelina, and to, to nail all of those. Yep. Um, well, I'm sure he probably wanted to be near that back end of the top 10 at Western States. but um, And that win at Bandera, 826, is good time there. So yeah, Good nice time on, on a tougher course than usual, right? This was the year yeah, that they were yeah. over at the J&J sure. course, so that was uh, a tougher tougher course than they've had there before. Second to Pearson Ridge Rumble also. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned, 14th at Western States, maybe, right, not, you know, 8th or top 10. But, you know, the gap, as far as I can remember, I don't have the results in front of me now, but the gap between, like, 7th and 15th at Western States for the men was very, very tight. Like, th- yeah. th- those could have almost gone yeah. in any direction. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, he ran 1651, I have it in front of me, which, yeah, I mean, that is almost an hour off of what the 10th place finisher was. But to me, like, comparing him with someone like Kyle uh, Pitari was just, you know, that win at Bandera and the win at Cascade Crest and, you know, yeah. solid at No, it's a, it's, a yeah, much, just, it's a much more robust re- resume for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm perfectly happy with him in, uh, in that top 10 area, although I don't necessarily have him there. Ninth place for me, I'm, I don't feel great about this pick either, but I have Matt Daniels mm-hmm. in ninth. First at Black Canyon, fourth at Western States, and what was really his breakthrough performance there. First at Tillamook Burn, DNF to Bandera, despite um, you know being in the in the top two early on. I think yeah. he actually, and that, and that was a, a DNF for I think he like cracked his head on a branch. Right. He did his yeah. head. Yeah, 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 that was that's, it was an unfortunate one. That, that that was a that was a kind of a DNF where like I didn't count Casey's DNF against her at UTMB because that was that wasn't like. She did something stupid or, you know, that was just she fell mm-hmm. and actually injured herself. And that was a similar kind of thing. Uh, the, the DNF at, T, at uh, North Face was was kind of the problem for me. And, and that's why I didn't yeah. really want to have him in my top 10. But ultimately, I mm-hmm. had him there. I don't feel like I said, I don't feel great about it. I could be talked out of that one for sure. Yeah. Eighth place. Who do you got? Uh, Rich. I had Matt Daniels. And eight. Oh, OK, good. So. I, yeah, I I struggled with this. Um, Black Canyon, 720 at Black Canyon, too. Like, and you like a, you like good. a guy who's just objectively fast. I mean... <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, Black Canyon was deep, probably the deepest of the Golden... Well, maybe Lake Sonoma, but... Um, right. Had a pretty deep field. For the uh, men I, for the it, men this it, year, I think, you're, I think you're right. I think Black Canyon may have been deeper than Lake Sonoma this year. Yeah. Yeah. It was... It was um, they had a, a solid field out there. Um Western States, a phenomenal debut in the 100. Just, it would have been a much easier decision if he would have run a race after West, finished the race, I should say. <laughs> right. Western. Yeah, exactly. North, uh, North Face. I mean, I have him in eighth as well. And okay. like the North Face thing, I think, you know, I really had big expectations for him there. But I mean, still the 15 21 at States and the big win at Black Canyon, but really only two kind of big performances i guess so okay hard to kind of put him higher than that oh yeah no i when i said i i felt bad having him at nine i i felt bad i meant like i thought maybe you could have made an argument to have him lower now i feel better that you guys both had him ahead uh, of that yeah okay eighth place i had cody reed does he make either of your guys lists no nope okay um and uh, again this is another one where i didn't know he was still running if you have him 12 seriously (laughs) sorry sorry (laughs) (laughs) Cody Reed. Just uh, stir in the pot. Just stir in the pot. We're getting we're <laughs> agreeing too much here. 
Uh, Jesus. Uh, second at Tarawera in the, the big boy race, the 100K. Oh, the 100K? <laughs> <laughs> uh, course record at Santam Scramble. Uh, first, we mentioned earlier on the show at uh, Ultra Trail Cape Town this year, which w- or just a couple weeks ago, which was is becoming a more competitive race. Um, sixth at Santa Barbara Nine Trails in a, a very uh, stacked field there. And, yeah. uh, you know, also... Uh, um, a couple other races over in uh, France and Spain where top 20 performances that I, I'm, again, I'm not really sure how to, uh, how to rate, but, um, no, I liked, uh, I, uh, you know, I love, I love a good performance at Tarawera and, um, you know, the course record at Sam Tam. I like, again, if you want, if you told me that he should be 13th or 15th, I, I don't necessarily disagree. Seventh place. Who do you got, Rich? Ken Tollefson. Mm, I actually have him higher than that. Yeah. I, this is one, um, another first half of the year yep. guy. Yes. Yeah. Really nailed it early. It was like, wow, this, I thought this is his year at US, uh, UTMB. I'm actually good friends with this coach, Mario Fraioli, so mm-hmm. I'm always pulling for him. Um, but yeah, it was almost like I had forgotten about him when putting together my list because one of these. Exactly. Know, Cause it was all early in the year, hadn't, right? Hadn't heard anything in the, um, didn't you know things didn't work out at UTMB, but yeah, first at formidable 50k, first at the US 50k trail championships at Ruckachuk, um, then third at Madeira, and a win at Lavaredo. Which at first I was like, well, what was the field like? But then I looked it up, and it was a deep field this year. So yeah, Lavaredo is usually the same weekend as Western State, so it, we we tend to overlook it here a little bit. But yeah. uh, that that's. It's a pretty competitive yeah, race. Yeah, year after year, that's a that's a, a, top, a really top one. The formidable, I think you mentioned the U.S. Uh, trail champs, and uh, Rukachuk, uh, Mount Singwing in, in China, and third at Madeira. Yeah, I think he's in the same boat as a lot of people. When you look at these resumes, like a lot of people had really, really strong first half of the years. And after Leadville, because of the, the men's, the U.S. men's disaster at UTMB, people, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it really threw the second half of the year into just a... Uh, you know, chaos really that. And, and there mm-hmm. were, you know, the big names that we were expecting to perform at North face did not do so in, in a number of cases. And, um, I think that's, that's why a lot of these resumes look a little weird. Uh, and you, you kind of forget about some of these guys who were so, so strong in the beginning of the year. Um, but yes, mm-hmm. Tim, Tim, a great year. And I had him a little bit higher. Phil, who do you have seventh? Uh, I got uh, Tyler green in okay. Uh, seventh. Okay. So we spoke about Tyler no. And uh, all right, so I may be maybe I'll flip Tyler and Cody Reed. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's what needs to happen because those those are fairly similar resumes, and I think Tyler's may actually be a little bit better. So here here you go. This is the the uh, point of this podcast in action, real time. Mm-hmm. Um, seventh place, I have Jeff Browning, um, and uh, it's another one that I don't feel super fantastic about. Uh, uh. Yeah. Um, we won the Tarawara 100 mile. He did. He won Big the, 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 the venerable Tarawara 100 mile. That you know, apparently it's an easy one though. We've he was just racing a, a bunch of sheep and maybe Camille. He actually did 110 mile as well. I don't know. What course. I learned from the the previous half hour of our discussion is that that win at, at, should have him in the top three. I I, I would think because he actually has more finishes on his resume. Believe it or not, uh, he those, does tend to finish races. <laughs> Say. Well, I should admit, I should admit, I was holding up Camille against him, and I know they were running against each other at some point. But he ended up finishing an hour ahead of. He her beat her by an hour. Yeah, yes, I mean, it, look, he, and he took a wrong turn, so right. it yeah. wasn't close. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, first at Antelope Island 50K, first at the Bear, uh, top 10 at Western States in a very fast time again. You know, maybe not his greatest year, but the dude is like older than dirt and, you know, still getting it done. Yeah. So my one thing is like, how do we even assess? He won Blood Rock. So I looked up the field. Right. 22 runners. Yeah, I don't care about Blood Rock. I know. It's just, it's one of these odd things. It was a similar type of thing, like the bear one. Yeah, these are races where um, it looks good. It pads out the resume. And to put together 100 milers like this is quite the feat. But, you know, it wasn't like a top time at bear, not a top 10 time historically or anything. So it's just kind of, yeah, he was originally on my list. And then I was like, I just can't keep rewarding these hundred mile wins that are hard for me to assess, you know, just fair. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I guess the fields are a little weak in these races. I mean, if you do something like a world championships, though, all the best people are there. (laughs) Just saying, you know. (laughs) No, he beat the world record holder. What can I tell you? Beat her decisively. Okay, but it's good to know he would have probably won the 24-hour worlds. Yeah. In the women's division. Yeah. Well, would have been top five for the men, right? (laughs) He should. Well, obviously, he shouldn't because... He's got his his niche and he does it well. No, he knows what he knows. Thing to see him in a twenty-four. I mean, I've actually got him higher up my list here. That would be super exciting to see him in a twenty-four. You have him higher on your list. Okay, good. Suck it, Rich. Uh, Rich, who do you have sixth? (laughs) I said he was originally on my list, but he ended up (laughs) actually. I think I have him here in eleven. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me get back to it. Uh, Six. I have Mark Hammond. Another results racker upper yep yeah um, i don't have, I don't have him six again. as well you have him six i didn't yeah. have him on my list okay go ahead fifth at western states he won the 100 mile road championship jackpot that's not a super competitive race but 1305 the 1235 at desert solstice right. i was hoping he would run faster i thought he would to be honest um and then he you know kind of gets these smaller wins in there he finished UTMB, so we can't hold a dnf against him yeah okay um, no that's fair that's fair so, yeah, just I admire him, um, gets after it, kind of a mix of these you know, small, smaller field uh, races and, and some of the big ones. All right. So, so okay. So I, I did not have him on my list. And so you, you stack up that resume against Browning, and he's, that's, a, that's a better resume than Browning for me. So if, he, yeah. if he's not on, Browning should be off. Uh, so that's good because I can move somebody else from the back half of my – or from my 11 to 15 range. Uh, into that position maybe it's mark but probably not I, i'm not sure what to do i'm not sure what to do with i the, i love the 1235 and i think it's perfectly reasonable to consider it but you know this is you know a 1235 100 mile in a 24-hour race uh, whatever I, I don't want to get into this kind of semantic argument because it's going to come up right i mean it's going it's not a dnf but it's going to come up again later when we talk about zach i mean you know, but no, but the Desert Solstice holds like they advertise it as we have a hundred k, we have a hundred miles, we have a twenty four hour. They say um, that, but they don't result it that way. His, his results is I like know. he's you know seventh for the twenty four hour. So yeah. you know, my question right, is how yeah. how is this different from you know uh, the we mentioned before uh, you came online, Rich, that uh, Stringbean ran a, a twelve fifty three. Uh, solo on the track. I don't know if you saw that. He ran a 12:53 on the track yesterday, like by himself. So you know that's oh. not an, that's not even an official race. How how is this much different than that? 
it's 18 minutes faster, I guess. But organized, officially timed event. Sure, but competition. Yeah, no, but but he didn't win anything. I mean, he, you know, <laughs> that's I. I oh, I'm, I see. I, because they don't. No, but they have time bonuses if you run on certain times, which I think it's under 12 hours for to get the time. I mean, I think they have record time. bonuses and stuff. Yeah. They, and they may have right time cut us. I don't know I that that's one of them. I think it's, they have time ones. And it, um, I'm not saying that's disqualifying or, or anything like that. I mean, Zach's race at, excuse me, at six days in the dome is in uh, basically the exact same scenario. So yeah. I, d- I don't have a problem with it necessarily. Uh, I'm just I'm just kind of. I would take a different argument and just say a twelve thirty five on the track is it really that impressive? Um, okay, it's I, fast. I just, it's I, the third fastest yeah. hundred of the year. No, I know. I'm just saying these, this is it's just not popular, right? Um, sure, you know, sure. It's just not something that so it's hard to assess. Um, maybe it looks like it's going to get more popular. I'm weighing it because, as you said, third passes of the year. Right. When you see something in the 12, it's like, wow, it's right. moving. But um, if this was in any way a focus type event, you know, if there were, if you weren't running them as part of 24-hour races, I think the times would be, you know, right. coming down quickly. Okay, fair. Uh, all right, so maybe I, well, let me see who else you guys have on the on the top half of your list and see what I do with Mark and Jeff and and the rest of these guys that didn't quite, maybe Tyler goes in there. I don't know. We'll see. So that was sixth for you. Is that right? I, I lost track yeah. of where we are. Okay. So six, who did you have, Phil? I had the same Mark. Hamilton. You had Mark yeah. in sixth as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sixth place for me was Olivier LeBlanc. Did you guys have him? I did not have him actually. Yeah. Okay. I did. Yeah. Okay. Phil, Jesus Christ. Oh, he's a 24 hour guy, is he? Phil, he was third, <laughs> third at the 24-hour World Championships in the third fa- third best performance ever for the U.S. runner. Well, that's pretty good. I had him higher than you. <clears throat> yeah, okay, yeah, no, sixth was, uh, yeah. that was the absolute lowest I could have put him. Yeah. I'm detecting yeah. a theme oh, here, whereas yeah. some 24-hour runners seem to make it pretty high up your list, and some don't tend to make it on your list. Those oh, with world records, maybe. <laughs> I'm detecting a theme here, I mean, which Rick, is that you hear this? <laughs> which is that you make no fucking sense. <laughs> that that Camille is is number one because she won the world championships, and Olivia comes in third in the world championships and is not on your list. Well, you know, I mean, third, I guess it's decent, but oh god. Okay, so Olivier, <laughs> uh, just to go through his re- his uh, resume briefly. Third at the World Championships, third all-time U.S. performance, first at Old Dominion, first at Umstead, and uh, first at the 48-hour at Six Days in the Dome behind his own world record pace, uh, or American record pace, sorry. Okay. Uh, world record or American record? American record. Okay. Uh, yes, you, you, you said you're, you're going to wind up having him higher, uh, Rich? Yeah. Okay, fine. So who do you have fifth? <laughs> yeah, uh, I have... LeBlanc, I originally had Olivier um, one spot higher, bumped him back to fifth, okay. which was tough, was tough to do. Um, I mean, that 13.34 Umstead, and he just keeps doing it, keeps winning Umstead and yep. Old Dominion, and then putting down 170-plus miles at uh, the 24-hour World Championship, hell of a year. Yeah, 48-hour to me is still like, I don't know what this means. 
228 miles is a lot, but it's um, a lot. It's it's about 30 miles, I think, 35 miles shorter than he ran last year or two years ago when he set the American record. Yeah. But still a, a solid still, performance. I yeah. mean, if if that's your fourth or fifth best performance of the year, then you've had a pretty good year. Yeah. So an excellent year um, from Olivier, um, and as you're saying too, leading that men's team, the men's hundred team. You know. Or 124-hour team. And coming back from starting out that race for the first probably half, being back in the top, you know, in the 20s to 30s, to come on and secure the yep. podium and uh, and clinch that win for the U.S. Um, Just a I know how much you guys love the, the team championship there. Our, our buddy uh, Jim Sweeney, who keeps just running into the Olivier Le Bon. <laughs> Seriously. Buzz on set. I hope Jim gets them next year. Oh, man. Uh, who'd you have in fifth, Phil? Uh, well, our old favorite, Jeff Browning. Okay. <laughs> Although, having had this conversation, he might have to get bumped off now. <laughs> All right. So, we've we've adjudicated the Jeff Browning uh, <laughs> case both ways. I have Jared Hazen in fifth, uh, and I suppose oh. you guys probably have him higher. A little bit. A little. <laughs> Phil, that's Phil's ultra run of the year. Jared... Uh, you know, win at Western at uh, sorry at Lake Sonoma, second at Western States in obviously the second fastest time all time there. Second at Santa Barbara Nine Trails, also the second fastest time all time there. And under the previous course record, that's about twenty five years old, I believe, or was about twenty five years old. Uh, unfortunately, he uh, runs with a very fast training partner. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, I dinged him a little bit. He DNF Black Canyon and he DNF Leadville, and did not also finish a race this year after Western States. Didn't start at um, North Face where he would have been, as, as we talked about on our previous show, the favorite yeah, there. So. Totally, yeah. I mean, an odd year, but I mean, you know, fourteen twenty six at States, win at Sonoma. I mean, yeah. No, he was. Uh, Similar to Olivia, this is this is the lowest I could have put him. Basically, he, this is where yeah. my my top five cutoff came. I, I'll just build off of that. I had him fourth. Okay, perfect. Um, I didn't know Nine Trails was that old of a race. Did they just Nine Trails been around the pub- f- forever? And uh, Did they pumped the publicity this year or got prize money or? Uh, I think it was just that the. Um, all the Coconino guys decided that that was going to be their early season race, and oh, okay. and so it exploded. Um, and it, but it wasn't just those guys. Chris Brown ran uh, a very fast yeah, race there, and I really think he might have actually even been under the, the old course record or right near it. But that race has been around for like 30 years. That's that's a mainstay of the California trail racing scene, and oh, wow. is one of those other ones where you know it's like all the old guys from like the 80s and 90s have like you know top yeah. performances there. That's a that's a historic race that is just just now coming back into prominence. I, I, I wonder if it'll continue or if that was just a one-shot deal. But it was it was another race this year where uh, the women also, I mean, like Taylor Nowlin was there and a couple yeah, other top women. Really that, that Yeah, around. it was, uh, I don't know what happened this year on the women's side that, that did it. It was definitely the Coconino guys um, bringing the, yeah. the, the majority of the depth in the men's field. All right, so well, you had... Because I just kind of... Like oh okay whatever seconded Jim at, at nine trails but um, yeah that that gives me a bit more of the history I was ignorant of that yeah yeah that was that was actually a really strong but it, and and like we said uh, one of these guys with uh, an incredibly strong first half of the year and then uh, nothing to his name after uh, the third weekend in June so yeah uh, I kind of wish I could just someone would just tell him like you're really fit stop doing 160 mile weeks it's not necessary <laughs> at some point but it also pays off when he runs 1426 at western speaking of that which did you see jim just posted his last four weeks of training yeah, one, one 175 75? jesus christ that's that's yeah. crazy 
Um, all right. It's crazy with the vert. He, uh, yeah. That's a whole other topic. But with the with yeah, the he's vert, in canyons all really the time. Cool. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. Uh, who'd you have fourth? Uh, oh, so I, yeah. yeah so uh, I have Jared. I have Jared. You have Jared fourth yeah. as well. Okay, good. So I had uh, Tim Tollison in fourth. We talked about him earlier. Um, I don't think we need to go through that again. Uh, third, who do you have there, Rich? Pat Reagan. Me too. Same for me. Okay. All right, we agree on something. It's good. All right, so this, <laughs> I, I'm hoping our top three then are going to be the same. So Pat Regan, I'll take you guys through his case here. I mean, where to start? The the Most recently, the, the win at Brazos in course record and what is, I guess, considered U.S. trail record time of 1221, the second fastest 100 mile of the year, although an hour slower than the fastest 100 of the year. The win at Javelina, his third or fourth in a row there and, and still a, a very fast time of 1311. Eighth at Western States, uh, top ten at Way Too Cool, and just for good measure, a six thirty three hundred k at the Project Carbon X. Is that a good year? Not bad, not bad. Yeah, to say the least. I mean, that hundred k that was a hot day. Yep, awful course they picked. Um, yeah, six thirty three there, really impressive result. In addition, as you said, all the other kind of. I don't, I don't know what to make of of the quote-unquote U.S. trail record. I mean, it's technically a trail. There's not too much trail about it, although there's nothing trail about Hennepin or Tunnel Hill or any of those things either. So th- that kind of trail road distinction to me is is a bit meaningless at this point if you're going to be considering some of these things to be trail. But 1221 is fucking fast. I don't give a shit yeah. what you, what kind of surface you're doing on. Yeah, and coming off Havelina, like yeah, six, six weeks, weeks in between. Yeah. Six weeks. Really, really crazy. Uh, yeah, he had uh, yeah fantastic year. Yeah. I'm excited for him to go back to the 24 hour. Yeah, I'd love to see him in a in a uh, at 24 hour worlds. I I hope he runs 100k worlds. Um, mm. you know he he's yeah. gonna be he's gonna be a favorite to to take the title there. I mean, you know, depending mm-hmm. on who shows up, obviously, but uh, that that could be really hot. Who do you guys have second? I th- I'm assuming we have the same guy since his name hasn't come up yet. Zach Zachary Bitter. Yeah. 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 100 mile and 12 hour world records at six yeah. days in the dome. You're breaking Giannis Chorus world records, although I know he didn't technically still have that record anymore, but still uh, 1119 yeah. for 100 miles and then breaking his own 12 hour world record. Uh, geez, I mean, where else? First at San Diego, 100, another historic course, although not in a super fast time. Uh, second at JFK, we talked about that performance, yeah. uh, 542 after coming off the. AT is kind of an also ran outside of the top 10 and then just almost running everybody else down. 542, one of the top 10 times ever at the nation's oldest ultra marathon. And the 639 at uh, Desert Solstice, a U.S. track record for whatever that's worth, which is yeah. basically nothing, but uh, still a, a blazing fast time that will likely put him on the world championship team for next year. Yeah. Yeah, he's about the shoe in now. Yeah, the, the U.S. men's 100K team is looking excellent mm-hmm. for next year bitter reagan i wonder if some guys will move up like zach Ornelis would be a great addition tyler andrews i mean they uh, obviously jeff burns they could have a out of this world team yeah that could yeah, be a gold medal team for sure for next sure. year um it'll be interesting to see if they actually you know get a uh, a worthy field at, at um mad city uh, with a bunch of people going after that automatic spot Right, so the winner at Mad City gets the the one auto spot as long as it's under yeah, I think seven twenty yeah. or something, which it it generally is. And then yeah, we'll see what the rest of that how the rest of that team fills out. 
Uh, and then, so I guess first place we all have Mario Mendoza. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. You mean Jim, yeah. Jim Mendoza? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jim, obviously the, is this his fourth straight ultra runner of the year? I think so. Yeah. I mean, and, and this is, uh, if he's not unanimous, um, I don't know what's wrong with the voters. I mean, this is probably the easiest resume of all time. You don't think there'll be someone who holds up Zach Bitter's 100-mile world record and thinks that somehow that puts... I, I mean, look, we'll talk about the performance of the years in just a second, but I mean... Oh, you're, yeah, you're, No, no, that's fine. Oh. But what I'm going to say is I, I don't see how you could hold that up. I mean... I had a hard time parsing Zach's 100-mile world record against Jim's 50-mile world record. So to me, that's a wash. And then you go by the rest of the resume, yeah. it's not close. So, uh, I mean, I, yep. if uh, not not denigrating Zach's record at all, but... Um, no, I, I agree. Yeah. I, was just, I, I was just wondering if, if um, there's, yeah, if, if anyone would, would go for that, but... Uh, uh, I hope not. And that Ultra Boston, too. If yeah, he would have got Boots' record there. If he would have gotten Jonas Boots' yeah, record, he was that very close. Really like, he wasn't far uh, off. It was minutes, like no, a couple like, of minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the world long distance. I know it was forty-two k, so a marathon. But winning the world championship, world championships there, yeah. at the right at the world mountain running championships, long distance, the Santa Barbara Nine Trails record we talked about already. That was a, a yeah absolute uh, oh. destruction of the the previous record. Um, yeah, Olympic trials qualifier in the half marathon. <laughs> and, you know, the the fastest Western states that we've ever yeah. seen and, and are likely to see for quite some time, breaking his own course record. And then, My condolences to Jared Hazenrun. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> I just like, what, what was it when, when Tim won and was it Rob Carr that, you, you know, uh, whoever it was ran 15 low. And right like, when Tim, when Tim time, had like, run the course record at that time, yeah, running that time and not winning, right? And now someone runs fourteen twenty six, yeah, doesn't win. No, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so but uh, a, a very easy pick there for the men. Uh, any snubs? I, I wanted to mention a couple people that uh, you know we didn't mention. It's actually kind of surprised at how many of our top ten are the same. Uh, Drew Holman, I almost I had a hard time yeah. keeping him out yeah. of the top ten. Agreed. Same. Um, he he was I mean Man, uh, a good year. really really good year with the the win at Cayuga Trails, um, the national fifty k fifty mile championships rather seven oh seven on that course. Not a lot of guys have gone under seven hours at Cayuga Trails. I mean the list is like Tyler Siegel and Sage and maybe one or two other people. And that course is longer and harder now harder, than it was yeah. when when those guys yeah. did it. Fourth at way too cool. Fourth at North Face. Uh, the win at Quicksilver. Um, I, I had a hard time keeping him off. Uh, definitely wanted to give him a Same. mention. Same. Uh, Trevor Fuchs, another strong year for him, was somebody I considered second at Hurt, second at the Bear. Schlarb, uh, I had was considering him for a while. I, he's another guy. I don't know how to rate a lot of these different races. Yeah. Um, he was he he had the course record at Tushers, which was a nice uh, win there. He was second at Maxi Race in France, which is a, a that's a legit race where right. you know you usually see you know one of like either Francois or. You know, some of these other big uh, European guys showing up. And, you know, 19th at UTMB, I know it was disappointing for him. I know he wanted to be a little higher. But still, top 20 is, is a good, solid performance. And yeah. the top uh, U.S. finisher. Yeah. And then, but, uh, you know, these other races, he, I mean, God bless him for, you know, racing in Argentina and Mexico and China and everywhere else. But I, I, don't, I don't know what to make of those performances. Yeah. Greta Thornburg would not be happy with his race. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe you should just run to his saying. races. I'm not sailed to these places. But, um, <laughs> had to get a political point in there about uh, the detriment that our sport is bringing. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I, he was totally off my radar, but that's pretty solid here. Yeah. Anyone else you guys uh, wanted to mention before we move on uh, quickly to performance of the year? I, I do. I have a couple just like more up and coming for next year. Good. I think we'll have huge years. Darren Thomas, I think, is going to be uh, kind of force mm-hmm. in uh, ultra world. Uh, I think he was injured for part of the year, but then came on strong, got that second at TNF. We talked about Seth Rowling, um, and then Steve, Steve Kirsch, too. Of a, Steve, Kirsch of a had a really, Steve Kirsch had a really nice year. Yeah, it's like one of those where... Yeah, he didn't quite have that signature finish, but for his first, I think, full year doing ultras, right. looks really promising. So not so much of uh, that they had to be on my list, but looking forward to next year. And then, like I said, someone like Zach Ranellis, if he just focuses on, like, because I think he was on the U.S. whatever ultra trail team, but if he focuses on roads, I think you could see some good times or get some guys to comrades. Well, he was on the he was on the fifty k team after his uh, win at Comset, which yeah. uh, I was you know toying with putting on my top five list uh, performance of the year, but uh, you know did not run well at fifty k Worlds, and uh, no, yeah, I mean it, some of his all. bigger races were were not great. He's he's I mean he's he's in a little bit of a tough spot I think with uh, I know he's got a full time work schedule and he doesn't always yeah. uh, train as much as he wants so. He just doesn't have really the consistency, but like you said, right? He's he's definitely got the talent. I mean, he he went to tunnel uh, tunnel hill fifty, I think, going you know trying to run a f- sub five hours and was on quite a pace oh, for yeah, thirty five forty miles or so, and then yeah. wound up uh, with some stomach issues and DNFing. So yeah, yeah, up and down. I'm excited. I'm just excited to see if some, you know some more guys can get back to the road. And yeah, really start getting after getting after those. Uh, times if there could be a little bit more of a resurgence on the road to to it'll, go along with the trails it'll be interesting to see if if jim's kind of renewed focus a little bit on the roads over the past you know year to 18 months or, or spinning it forward a little bit you know with with the 50k road record which is the one that i've been talking about wanting to him to get for a long time and then now you know his, his early half of the season is going to be built around the world or around the roads with um Olympic trials marathon. And then he's, he's skipping Western States to go to comrades. And I wonder yeah. if, I wonder if that combined with some of these other guys that we've been talking about is going to be the impetus that's going to get some of these faster guys to start chasing some times on the roads. That'll be fun. Yeah. Or if they will stick to the roads rather than the trails. I mean, there's this guy, CJ Albertson. He just finished second at CIM, um, in two thirteen. Um, but he, he's on Strava and he did a 50 K training run on the track in two forty eight. And it's like, if you wow. get this talent over to the roads and, and the track, it would be really exciting to see. And I think it's starting to happen. Well, like, and, yeah. I mean, to the trails and it's something different, but now more of them are like thinking, well, maybe I'm just not cut out for the trails as much and, and sticking and to the road. T- Tyler Andrews, who has run sub 250 at Comset uh, a couple times, I think, and just ran 213 as well as CIM and I think was third overall there. Um, yeah. So we're we're certainly seeing that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, quickly, performance of the year, uh, and this actually was interesting. As we mentioned earlier, we had two major longstanding world records going down in the hundred mile world record and the fifty mile world record. Um, how did you guys kind of come up with your one, two, three for this? Uh, okay, so my performance of the year is uh, Jim uh, Western States record fourteen oh nine. Oh wow! Okay. 
Uh, second, Jim. Okay. 50-mile <laughs> record, 450. And then third, 100-mile record, Zach. Okay. I had the same top three in a different order. I had uh, Zach first for the 100-mile okay. world record. I had Jim's 50-mile world record second and uh, his Western States record third. Right. Uh, Rich, we, right. did you have the same top three? Yes. I had Jim, Western States, um, then the 50-mile record, then the 100-mile record, just because I, I feel the 50 and 100 are still – at, at those speeds, not as, you know, uh, commonly contested. Um, so so whereas, how, how did you guys parse, again, that difference between the 100-mile world record and the 50-mile world record? How, what, what, what did you look at? So you both had, you said, the 50-mile world record ahead of the 100-mile world record. I had the, uh, the opposite. Am yeah, I right? Well, I was going off of, um, I don't know, I mean, he commonly goes by Steeltown Runner, but he's kind of my historian of all things. Sure, Paul Kenter. Paul Kenter. Yes. And as he, is he, yeah, Paul. Yeah. Um, as he's contextualized it, um, <clears throat> it's just like the hundred mile was hardly ever contested as like a you know really an event to go after. Mm-hmm. So I feel Zach's eleven nineteen is is legit, but I feel that that's where it should be. You know, I feel like in those low elevens would where that is where that record would be if it was regularly contested. I felt like there's a little bit more of history and depth in the U.S. to the 50-mile record. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still feel like 450, yeah, if someone gets after it and has a good day, that's going to come down considerably. Right. Um, and this is where usually I try to, like, you know, not be too trail-centric. But a 1409 at Western States, like, I got into the sport when or started following it when, you know, Jeff Rose and, and Anton had that battle of 15, 13, 15, 17. So, right. to, so to think, like, in a decade that the records come down. An hour. Uh, an hour there is is really remarkable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, th- that's all legitimate. And the, w- the way I went choosing between Zach and Jim, I, I mean, the 50-mile world record, you know, Bruce Fortas with the, the, the record, I think, in 1980, so that's one of the oldest ones on the books, taking that down. I didn't think anyone was going to beat that. But the fact that Zach took nine minutes out of the 100-mile record and Jim took uh, about 40 seconds out of the 50-mile world record was the tipping point to me, although maybe that's not the way to think about it. Yeah, I mean, for me, I felt the 50-mile was more contested, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, it's hard to argue against Paul. That guy knows what he's talking about. So if he thinks the 50-mile is the way to go, then maybe that's the way to go. Uh, I don't know if that verdict but just really quickly jim running 450 and you think like zach you know two 540s um should there really be that much slowdown i don't know but um it feels like i feel like there's still a lot of room in the, in the hundred if, if you know fast guys are we're getting after it particularly on the oversized indoor track pretty ideal environment to, to nail one of those uh okay i can i mean maybe Maybe right. So could some right. So could somebody run? Could somebody run five twenty, five thirty, or something? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've yeah, I've never been there, so I don't know <laughs> how much. You know how how much mental and and the muscular fatigue. Um, but to me, I, I feel like if if you got someone who's in world record fifty mile shape and, and geared up for it, right? Um, yeah. But I was I was just really chuffed to see Zach nail it. 
Right. You know, he was kind of in that eleven forties range, and I think this is the race that he, you know, really was capable of, and he put it together. Right. Right. Yeah. That that's he's been pointing to that for uh, three four years, and to see him get it and get it in in fairly convincing fashion, that was that was awesome for me. Fourth, I have Olivier, uh, third place at the World Championships, as we talked about, third all-time U.S. That was my number four. I can see by Phil's facial expression that he did not even consider that. Uh, what did you, you had that fourth as well, Rich. Phil, what did you have yeah. fourth? I have uh, Jared Hazen at uh, State, second place, course record if, you know, Jim <laughs> wasn't there. Uh, almost course record. I, I have that seventh uh, right. as, my, as my choice. Um, and fifth, I had Pat Regan's 1221 at Brazos. Uh, I had a hundred k. Oh, okay. Uh, I had a total like random one in there. Mike McKnight uh, winning triple crown of two hundreds. Oh um, Jesus! When he won all of those races and and obviously uh, won the triple crown, I thought that was kind of cool. Okay, oh. that, that's yeah. two hundreds <laughs> are a thing now. Two hundreds are a thing. What I will say about the the fifth and like <laughs> that fifth place slot in the ultra or the uh, performance of the year. <laughs> Um, I don't mind going off the board. I mean, I had, uh, I think I had um, Morgan's course record at Mount Mitchell last year there as fifth, and, and right. that's fine. 200s are a thing. I don't know what kind of a thing they are. I mean, we talk about, I don't know how to rate, I don't, I don't know how to rate, you know, Rich, you were saying you don't know how to rate bigs. I, I don't know how to rate a 200, especially, I don't know what kind of competition that yeah. is. I mean, he won them all. That's great. Uh, and, and it sounds like a really cool accomplishment. Um, and they're not that far apart. You know, I think they're like four it, weeks apart. Well, it's <laughs> a, it's, it's a an amazing feat of endurance. Whether or not yeah. it's a, a fantastic performance, who knows? But I, I don't. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Um, who'd you have? In, would you have fifth? Oh, you said Pat's uh, Pat's hundred k. Yeah, I had Pat's at, at, at Carbon X. That's that's fine. I, I thought you might have had Seth Ruling's um, JFK performance there. That was another one that I toyed with. It's just been it's totally been reoriented. Like now with Jim running five twenty and Jared running what was it five thirty four, but they were running through snow and ice on the yeah you know yeah, on the AP. Yeah, like I I wonder what what does he run that you know five twenty five five twenty seven I don't know right. but it would have been much faster. So uh, Jared at Western States, I had considered uh, Tim Tollefson. We talked about the win at Lavaredo. That was one that I I had in in the top ten. Uh, Jim's course record at Santa Barbara Nine Trails, I, I had considered that as well. And um, I had a kind of a joint for my 10th selection, uh, Zach and uh, Austin Bugina both running 250 at Comset, which is, you know, still 250, yeah. as you know, Rich, is still a pretty legitimate time. Yeah, and Comset is not, it's flat, but it tends to be cold and it can be windy. It's cold, and, it's windy, yeah. and it's got a hairpin turn that you have to do 10 times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's uh, I mean, it's Two a course. Them, right? It's a course that could easily be three minutes faster if they just. The yeah, I mean, it, yeah. It, you know, so uh, good performances there that I want to recognize. Any other tough uh, omissions for you guys there? Um, no, I think you. I mean, maybe you could throw in Tolson with Lavaredo. I don't yep. think so, though. Yeah. I don't think it's there's just too many good performances ahead of that. All right. Wow, this went really long, um, but I had a ton of fun. And <laughs> yeah, this, on, honestly, this episode is the reason I keep doing this podcast. This is my favorite favorite thing to do all year is to argue about this. Thank you guys so much for doing this. Phil, thanks. Rich, fun. thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Apologize if I spoke, talk too much. No, it was freaking great. <laughs> we'll have to have you on again next year. I think you earn your spot back. Ah, good, good, good. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, though, with that Camille. 
<laughs> well, we can debate that all year long. I think that's going to run for a while, that one. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I guess I got to sit down with this again for before I send it in a couple two days from now. Thank you guys so much for listening. Once again, uh, please rate and review us. On, uh, you know what? I don't even give a shit. Don't even rate and review us. Who gives a shit? Just uh, subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts or, or iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen. Download the show. Share it with your friends. And thank you guys so much. This uh, was a really fun year. And we look forward to doing this again in 2020. Uh, until next time, in the pain cave, keep putting one foot in front of the other. Broken down and beaten up. The years have been long and tough, but I'm not dead. I'm happy now just to spend some time with friends and have a roof above my head. I'm not jaded, just been faded like a good old pair of jeans. Rusted like a proud old car that's drove a little too far and seen too much rain. But long ago, as a child, I look about the night sky and wild wonder man. And ride the bus, feel upset to think of all the years I'd have to go through there. I was still young. I was still young. I was still